Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. Christmas is in the air, Michael, and how are you today? I'm ready. I'm ready for a little Christmas. You are? Ready for family, ready to to go and have fun and to sit around and enjoy seeing what everybody got each other. You know, I'm one of those at the gift giving. Yeah. I love getting things for people and seeing if they enjoy them. I've heard about some of your exploits you know, and gift oh, yeah. giving. My and, boys uh, have challenged me every year now with my wife. It's been fun. Some of your epic fails in the past, I've heard of some of those. They, uh, they seem to think so. I'm holding strong. I, I like them. I, but, yeah. I, I, I don't think you're holding strong. <laughs> it's okay. I, yeah. I like what I've come up with. It's a challenge, and, and I'm ready for the challenge. I'm sure you are. Christmas, Christmas, here we come. Well, today is the day that... We have our little traditions here at Christ Culture and Cinema, and today we will approach a movie and ask the simple question, is it a Christmas movie or not? Now, if you are keeping track, our first year of doing this, we did the movie Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh, such a great movie. Yeah, and at the end of our podcast, we determined that Die Hard is, is a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie. Our next one was a little Mel Gibson, Danny Glover flick mm. going into the Wayback Machine. Another great one. Yeah. A little Lethal Weapon. A little Love Lethal it. Weapon. And at the end of Lethal Weapon, we determined that, although a stretch, yes, it is definitely a Christmas movie. How do you have fights in the Christmas lights and not have a Christmas movie? And the Christmas tree flying in yeah, the exactly. action. Yeah, this is true. Now today. Drug bus taken down in a Christmas tree lot. Today, today mm. we're going to have a challenge. Today we're going to have a challenge. We picked a tough one. We picked a tough one. The movie is Batman Returns. It's the first time we're doing a sequel without first doing... The original. The original. I think so. And to make matters even more complicated, this is a particular movie and brand that is my favorite superhero, Batman. Yeah, and yet... I... I struggle with him being called a superhero. He's we've, no superpowers. We've never done any Batman movies. <laughs> we Not haven't. a one. Not a one. Which I think maybe because I, I have such a high regard for the the character Batman that it's really hard to do a Christ Culture and now, Cinema on it. If 100 episodes ago mm-hmm. we had said, hey, let's do a Batman movie. Yeah. And you look at what, eight, nine? What do we got out there? Original yeah, so, you, well, you have the one. There's, there's one. You know, there's one that goes way, way back to way, the fifties, and then there's the the way. You know, there's the um, uh, the one with Adam West from the sixties. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I grew up on was the reruns, but but so particularly good. the movie. They had a Batman movie. Oh, yeah. They had all the with the all the villains, villains in it. Were it, in it. You know, Cesar Romero as oh, the yeah. Joker is brilliant. Uh, you know, and so on. Uh, and then we had this this kind of you know booting up. In 1989, of Batman with Michael Keaton, followed there, followed by Batman Returns, mm-hmm. followed by Batman Forever, followed by Batman and Robin. So we're up to six, you know. Then 
then we we rolled right on into Dark the, Knight. The Dark Knight. Right, which has what, three? Three. Four? No, there's three in Dark Knight. It's three, three and done. And now we have this latest Batman issuance with uh you know the uh, the actor who's from uh, uh the vampire werewolf uh oh, twilight series there. uh yeah. robert patterson so that's out there so that's now. the 10th one plus wait a minute oh, wait what let's not forget they introduce uh batman and batman versus superman that's true and then we also have the uh the, the whole get-together, the whole gang when they get together with Aquaman and Superman and the like. And that's actually a pretty decent Batman. So so let's look at those 12 Batman movies. Yeah. We go back 100 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. We want to do Batman. Sure. This one might be the last one. Second know. to last one. I don't know about I mean, that. Dark Knight, I think we would do before this one. Normally. I would do Dark Knight for sure. Yeah, those are good ones. But the original, but, unbelievable. But Michael Keaton is Batman really shocked the world but because, even then you because do the he was, original you wouldn't do returns you know he was mr mom he was great he mr. was mr mom, mom. Oh. and all of a sudden great in that all of a sudden gung-ho um, oh yeah but all we'll of a sudden now he's i'm batman and it's like holy cow where did this come from so good so today we're doing batman returns it's the sequel now strike one against it being a christmas movie it was released on june 16th 19 19- 92. 92. And let me tell you something. You know when I saw Batman Returns? Night before I got married. Oh, wow. It was June 19th, 1992 at a movie theater in Olean, New York. Saw it with... Uh, it was our bachelor party. Well, no, we really, I didn't have one. <laughs> I didn't want one. Uh, we uh, got together uh, with a couple of the groomsmen, and I went out. It was uh, Wayne Hebner. He's a pastor now out there in the land of Mama, Missouri. And uh, Alan Seaving, Alan, an MIT graduate, uh, and I went to see Batman Returns. Full theater. I mean, it was great. I, I think I was getting ready to go to the National Youth Gathering. Yeah. After my sophomore year, that's all right. Well, you got you got married like five weeks later. Yeah, I mean, pretty you, close. You've been married a long time. Now we started dating uh, about a month before that. So you yeah, know, you, maybe you went to this movie as a date. You know, maybe could could have been. Now the budget for this movie was somewhere. I have a range on this: fifty to eighty million dollars. You know, back in right. nineteen right, right, right. ninety-one, ninety-two, money. That's pretty good. Its return was very robust. A box office return of two hundred sixty-six point eight million dollars. Yeah, this was another interesting one, where you know, huge opening weekend, summer. You know, mm-hmm. goes forty-six mil right away. That's which back then, that's huge money. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Canada one sixty-three, so it did over a hundred million overseas. Yeah. That kind of surprised me for Batman, but yeah, well, because I like their superheroes. He is a you know, and this is before the Marvel cinematic universe started basically you know vomiting superhero movies all over us yeah uh, good ones this yeah well and this but, is a case yes. where all of a sudden here was the standalone batman movie prior to this series you had to go to the 70s with superman uh, 80s you know well late 70s early, early 80s, 80s. Yeah. i mean it's but you had to go way back yeah, for did. the super so there is i gotcha there was a big gap here and people were hungry for it now what I love about this is it's directed by Tim Burton, and we had Tim Burton only a handful of weeks back. Feels feels like a lifetime ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Nope. You know, Tim Burton, the director of great movies, um, you know, Frankenweenie, Pee Wee's <laughs> Big Adventure, 
Beetlejuice, starring, oh, by the way, our, our Michael Keaton Michael from King. this one. Uh, he did the first Batman, and now this. He didn't want to do the sequel, which I find fascinating. He didn't want to do Batman Returns, but they kind of talked him into it. Him and uh, Keaton. And, but they yeah. gave him a lot more creative license, and I'm glad they did. Uh, Ed Wood, Edward Scissorhands, the movie we keep saying we're going to be doing, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. Uh, 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 uh. You're going to get used to that sound watching Mars Attacks. <laughs> uh, Big Fish. And I didn't know this. He came back to Disney not that many years ago uh, to do Dumbo. Yeah, uh, that really yep, surprised that. me. But we're going to get to that theme. Charlie why and the these... Chocolate Factory. Yeah, remake. Uh, yeah, that one was not very oh, good. Oh well, because I'm in did, love with the old did, one. Did I miss you saying Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh, I said Pee Wee's Big yeah, Adventure. That's yeah. kind of a big one. Well, that was his first. Right? Here's the and I just turned it on last night for the first time, and I'm so glad I did on Netflix. This new eight. It's eight uh, episodes. Wednesday. Oh my goodness. It's the Wednesday Adams story. Oh my word, is it so good? I'm, I'm going to go put it in my playlist now. You're going to put that in your playlist. We're going to pause while Michael puts this in his you playlist. Have to pause. I, can, I can multitask. <laughs> I'm an associate pastor. I'm multitasking. So what we what we find in these Tim Burton movies, and you know, again, we're trying to determine is this a Christmas movie or not. Uh, so here we are in June 16, 1992. This movie coming out, and the backdrop of this movie. It's Christmas. Yep, so yep. as we look at these characters, keep in mind the set, the city of Gotham uh, is animated. Uh, he, he was given this creative license to make the city, in essence, one of the characters. So bringing in statuaries, bringing in buildings that, that seem to have a personality is part of this story. And what I think is really, really cool is... He was kind of stealing from a 1920s movie called Metropolis. Metropolis. Very cool. So yep. we're looking at this and we're saying the city of Gotham itself is the first character. I could see that. Okay. And what uh, movies has that been in? Oh, we went over that. And oh, by the way, it's snowing and there's Christmas trees and Christmas decorations. There's Christmas everywhere. So it takes place during Christmas. It takes place during Christmas, but it All was right. released in June. Let's keep that in mind. Now, let's go through the characters in the uh, cast. So we have playing Batman, Michael Keaton. We've uh, alluded to that. You know, he's really become the little, uh, found a, a little niche, so to speak, in these uh, superhero movies. Uh, you know, nominated yes. for an Academy Award for Birdman. Um We've had him most recently in Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, you know, as the um, as the uh, father slash villain uh, of uh, Spider-Man's love interest, EJ, uh, MJ. He's uh, MJ, yeah. he's in the movie Minions. He's a voice in Minions. Uh, you brought up Dumbo, yeah, with with Tim Burton. Tim Dumbo with Tim yeah. Burton. How about Toy Story Three? He's Ken. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Never really pictured Michael Keaton as a Ken doll, but there you go. Uh, Beetlejuice, excellent with. Tim Burton. With a, oh, by the way, Tim Burton again. Tim Look Burton. at that. He's everywhere. So a couple of my favorites. Yeah. Dream Team. Dream you know, Team I love is Dream good. Team. You know, I know He's you love hilarious that one. Gung-ho. Gung-ho Love him good. and Gung-ho. I thought he was great in that. Uh, multiplicity. Only because that was that first movie where it was that exploring that idea of of uh, cloning yourself. Mm. And each time he cloned himself, oh, it was right. a little bit different. By the fourth one, he was kind of an idiot, you know. And that's right. Different roles. I mean, that that's Quirky, a cute crazy. movie. That I is really a good movie. Yeah. My Life. Ah. Because you never think of Michael Keaton being that serious necessarily. Right. Oh my goodness, that that story, um, so good. It was it was sad. It was that idea of, of he's dying of cancer and leaving That's videos, right. and it yeah. was really good. Pacific Heights, where he scares the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, That's crazy, true. crazy renter. Yeah. Tenant. 
the other guys. Of course, we laugh about that. Never saw Noah, but I guess he's in that. No, we don't. No, we're not. Don't no, don't that. bring up Noah, please, please. And don't. Spotlight. <laughs> Spotlight was an incredible movie. If you've ever looked into the whole yeah. uh, issue with the with the Catholic Church and then right. uncovering what was happening yeah. in, in some of the cases, of sure, sure. Unless he plays an excellent character in Spotlight. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love Michael Keaton. Well, he's a great actor. He really is. And I'll tell you what. When he was cast as Batman, I was thinking, no, he can't be Batman. And then, and then when, he when he put on the cowl, when he put on the you know the, the cape and the cowl, and he went, I'm Batman. It was like, holy cow. He can do it. He can do it. So he is in the Christmas movie, Jack Frost. This is true. I forgot about Jack Frost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, is a, movie. that is a Christmas yeah, movie. So we're not sure about Batman Returns. but We're we'll, working on it. We're working on it. Let's talk about the next character, uh, the Penguin. Uh, a Cobblepot, played by Danny DeVito. Wow, perfectly cast. He has done an incredible job of remaking himself. Because if you ask my 20-year-old, yeah. he's the greatest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. Always sunny uh, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. He said, don't even watch season one. Season yeah. two when Danny DeVito comes in. Right. Out of, what, 20 well, some on, seasons he, I about, have now. How about when he was in Taxi? Oh, man. He was the dispatcher in Taxi. It was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite old movies that, I don't know if it really stands up, but it's a great movie, Throw Mama from the Train. Hilarious. Where he's trying to kill his mother. (laughs) So so I have the 114 episodes of Taxi, because that was kind of his his go-to. But before that, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Had a great opening. Oh, with Jack Nicholson. He's tremendous tremendous. in that movie. Oh, my gosh. Um, His his tie-in with Tim Burton, of course, Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. You know, again, we'll have all these tie-ins, or not with Tim Burton, excuse me, with other characters. Well, hey, We're real Johnny quick, dangerously, we you. did it. We did it this yeah. season. With Mike he's Keaton. in he's in Jumanji Next Level. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And he oh, God, plays he plays the grandfather, and he's awesome in that movie. I mean, he's really, really he, good. He has a ton of good ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I love that Talk movie. About make fun of yourself. He that is job. so good. Do you remember with uh, Michael Douglas, uh, Romance of Stone and Jewel of the Nile, and War of the Roses. And War of the Roses, yeah, yeah with all three of them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. With Ka- Catherine. Yeah, uh, that's Turner. when he was hanging Catherine out Turner. with. That's when he was hanging out with them. That oh, was yeah, pretty that good. Was, they, yeah, that was a bad movie. Now, well, I was trying to trying to continue the three with the romance. It was okay though because they were in it and it was funny, but it wasn't but, very good. Uh, awesome Powers Gold Member. Oh, that's right. He was in that. I forgot about that. Uh, Space Jam. He was one of the one of the voices of the the aliens. Uh, that's true. Uh, Luke was talking one too. He was incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's just it's talk about a, a a gentleman who learned how to sell what he does. Yeah, because it it's and he did it. Now let's talk about probably the and Dumbo. Yeah, well, he was in Dumbo too, too wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, with oh, Michael with, and, and uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> now, maybe the one character that everybody was shocked at how tremendous she was, and it's really kind of interesting. There was never that spin-off movie standalone with just her in the role. She came in late. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know Catwoman, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, wasn't even the original one to play Michelle uh, play Catwoman, no. but man, Michelle Pfeiffer steals it. Oh she, my she word, is she so good in this, and we know because her. Because she survived it. You know, here again, we know her most recently from MCU, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. And Avengers Endgame. And she'll be in the next uh, Ant-Man movie that's coming out, whatever that's going to be called. That's the one where, by the way, Bill Murray is going to be the villain. Right. 
Right. So we're kind of we're so, kind of waiting for that. So just to look at because you know she is in some new stuff, which is great. But yeah. leading up to Batman Returns, yeah, she had five unbelievable movies. Boom, boom, boom. Tequila Sunrise. Yep. Kurt Russell and uh, and uh, Mel Gibson. Yep. Check. Dangerous Liaisons. Check. Fabulous Baker Boys. Check. Love that one. Mm-hmm. The Russia House. Check. And Frankie and Johnny. Oh, I mean, but, talk about huge guys. She's she's a leading woman, and then she gets. But you're missing Catwoman. But you're missing the biggest one. Oh, go. Scarface. Skull. Yeah, going way back. Oh, she was huge in that. Her no in question. Scarface. Scarface. Well, and Grease too. Oh no. no. <laughs> Scarface. Let's just <laughs> call it what it is. You don't, you don't go for Grease too? Yeah, no, no. She was great in She that. in Scarface just steals so, every scene so she's in. I have to apologize. Uh, yeah. My life yeah. with Mike Keaton was good. It was the story of us, though, with her that I was thinking about. Yeah. I think they record that. That's you right. Know, I think I mix those up. That's a good one, too. Great, great movies. Now, a, a character that they introduce. Oh. oh, you want more? Can we move on without mentioning Dangerous Minds? Yeah, you can. My wife would be disappointed. That's true. She loves that movie. There you go. Now, uh, a character that um, basically Tim Burton creates and puts into the movie is Max Shrek. Mm -hmm. And Max Shrek is played by one of my favorite actors. Christopher Walken. Yeah, you and I uh, just researched a little bit and noticed that it was kind of a replacement for the Harvey Dent character. Yeah, they, it sure they was. They pulled Harvey Dent back for another movie and, yeah. and waited. So it was kind of an interesting way to yeah. to continue the storyline and bring in this new character. That's right. Which was incredible. I mean, it's Walken. Now, Christopher Walken. And you, you go in Wayback Machine, you have things like The Deer Hunter, uh, Hairspray. I love him in Joe Dirt. Yo. He's Joe Dirt. He's my friend. He's really good. I love him in Joe Dirt. Wedding Crashers, brilliant in Wedding Crashers. He excellent. Uh, he's in Sleepy Hollow. That's a great movie. That's a good. They did a nice job. On we should do that one for Halloween next year. Sleepy Hollow is really good. Uh, but I will tell you, the best of Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. Christopher Walken is so good. When they had, they used to sell these on DVDs. His was two DVDs. Because he had so many good. Oh, the Continental. The Continental. Oh, you like that one. I still go with the Cowbell one. Oh, you can't. Anytime you hear Cowbell, who do you think of? Oh, I kind of have more Cowbell. No, no, no. Come on. The Continental. Come, have some more Champagne. I love that. The Champagne. (laughs) So, again, here's somebody with some some stretch. He did hairspray. Yeah. Uh, He was great in Click with with Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in um, Balls of Fury, Eddie the Eagle, Mm -hmm. Father Figure. Again, anytime you're in a Will Ferrell movie, hilarious. Right. Um, Catch Me If You Can. That's a great movie, by and, the way. And Blast From the Past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was... Talk about stretching a little bit. Oh, he yeah. does a really and, nice job. And, oh, by job. the way, one of my favorite... One of my favorite... Oh, Pulp indul- Fiction? No, no, no. Favorite indulgence movie. When it's on, I'll stop and I'll watch it with Dwayne Johnson, The Rundown. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is he so good in The Rundown? <laughs> he... I'll never forget the drill sergeant in Bloxy Blues. Yeah. Because he kind of steals that whole scene. You know, uh-huh. Matthew Broderick's great, but. And another bad sequel mm-hmm. Wayne's World 2. No, it wasn't good. No. Well, it was, I hate hurt. to end on a bad note, but yeah. he wasn't Wayne's well, World. Let's go on to Alfred. You know, Alfred, this uh, actor, Michael Goh, will play Alfred through the entire series. Yeah, all four. Oh, yeah. He's there for all of them. God bless him because he's good. after the second one, I wouldn't have been in them. They were pretty bad. Skin a paycheck. Although Val Kilmer's one, the third one wasn't so bad. It's it's when they got to Batman and Robin, 
That's when you knew the franchise was it dead. It was in trouble. Yeah, it, became it, was in a, trouble. it became a cartoon. Yeah, but what's, cartoon. what's really good about uh, Michael Go though, is he's in uh, like the movie Top Secret. I know you like that movie. I do. And I do. A- Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Go, go with your go with your Tim Burton yeah. connection right away. Sure, Corpse Bride, mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he did a lot. This kind of was Tim Burton's guy. Yeah, you know, he did that with the Batman's. He was also in Out of Africa. Yeah, two hundred credits. Yeah, starting in nineteen forty six. Yeah, he had two hundred long run. That's yeah. for sure. Died, died in eleven. Yeah, but but I mean, if you you showed us picture, what's the first character you think of? Oh. Yeah. Alfred. Alfred. He owned it. No doubt. He was definitely Alfred for it, sure. Yeah. Now, playing the mayor is Michael Murphy. And uh, Michael Murphy, we know him from a little movie called MASH, which yeah. I find fascinating. Yeah, going back. Going back. But uh, let's go forward then from there. X-Men Last Stand, Private Parts, uh-huh. The Howard Stern Story, White House Down. Uh, he's been in a That's lot of, uh, tends to play the politician, if you had, if you don't notice. So, when I was little, Cloak yeah. and Dagger. Uh, it, was, it was a cute one, but but here's your Halloween one. You mentioned okay. going up for Halloween. Did you ever see the movie Shocker? I don't think I have. <laughs> it was one of those scary flicks. I remember watching. I was a little scared because he is uh, well, not his character, but the movie Shocker is the yeah. guy who was in the electric chair oh, is empowered uh, to now go through outlets oh, to kill people. Right, that's right. I remember that. It yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, he was in that one. Oh, got that go. going for you, which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> now, playing Commissioner Gordon is Pat Hingle. And here it is. When you have this on your resume, your resume is complete. He was in Talladega Nights, The Ballad <laughs> yeah, of Ricky Bobby. I knew you'd go there. I was, oh, was going to Muppets from Space. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Muppets from Space. Yes. Oh, he's also in the, the reboot of Shaft, uh, Brewster's Millions. Let's go into Wayback love Machine that one. a little you bit. You know I love that one. That's a great movie. He was in Of Mice and Men. Yeah. I mean, go figure. Yeah, he's another one, 200 credits. Yeah. Starting in 54, died mm-hmm. in 09. But, but uh, he was in the Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, all, yeah. all four. Right. Uh, he also, you know, played the Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Um, But played Colonel Tom in the Elvis movie of 1979. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that was interesting. You it's know. interesting. You know, you, you, you never think there's an Elvis movie, and then you start doing this, and you realize there's, there's a lot of Elvis There's movies. been a lot of Elvis. And not I mean, El- movies that Elvis have been in. Tom but Tom Hanks will now own that character forever, because that was so good. Yeah, he was really good. as. Uh, yeah, that was a great role for him, for sure, as the colonel. Uh, let's go on. Let's take a look at The Ice Princess, played by Christy Conaway. We know Christy Conaway from a, a little movie called Doc Hollywood. Uh, that was a biggie in uh, your time in high school, I think, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it Doc was. Hollywood. I loved it. She was just a receptionist. Yeah, it doesn't. She didn't, she didn't do a whole lot. It hasn't, I think, since 2001. But you know what she was in? The Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Can't argue with that. You can't, how do you argue with that movie right you there? Get and Joe's somebody in Time Cops. So she, she's had a couple of things there, but nothing really big. No. How about Chip? Chip is played by Andrew Brynerski. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what he was? I know. Please share. Leatherface. Leatherface. 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, baby. Yeah, there you go. Another Halloween movie. Of course, we're going to do a Halloween movie. He was also in Scooby-Doo. He was in Scooby-Doo, but you know oh. what? He was also in Hudson Hawk. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we love Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, he must have been a ba- uh, football player, though, because he was in the program. 
And, he plays a crazy guy who paints his face in that movie. So and good. Any Given Sunday. And Necessary Roughness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's in three football movies. Yep. And then, of course, the remake of Rollerball, which was, the original James Conn. You can't remake that movie. That's a movie you got you to gotta leave James Conn. I'm not even Conn sure I've alone. watched that remake much because I love the original so much. Yeah, the original is so good. Now, playing the organ grinder is Vincent Schiavelli. <laughs> Just a great. I love this the guy. He's so good. You know, he's in a James Bond movie, he's, which I forgot about. He's made a nice uh, oh, yeah. name for himself. He's, yeah. he's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Died That's a great Bond movie. Uh, he was in the movie Ghost. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a great movie. That was he real... plays one of the ghosts oh, on yeah. the subway. Absolutely. And Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And Mr. Mom and Johnny Dangerously and, with Michael Keaton. We've got those and, crossovers. And Blade Runner. Don't Blade forget Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> I have... People versus Larry Flint. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he he definitely he has a good uh, Man in the Moon, of course. A lot of connection, a lot of crossover. Yeah, he's but he's he's one of those everybody will know as soon as he just from the forehead. As soon as well, the forehead and the dark circles under his eyes. I right. mean, he always had that kind of macabre look about him. Now playing Josh is Steve Whitting, and again, here's a movie. Catch me if you can. You know, yep. here he is, uh, a little crossover with Christopher Walken. Um, he's in the movie Dave. He's in the movie The Irishman. That that's big time. You gotta have you gotta have some time to sit down and watch The Irishman. Now that's about three hours long. And Christ Culture and Cinema Zone, The Wolf of <laughs> Wall Street, baby, absolutely. So yeah. so he's got this thing with Jason Bateman. Yeah, you know he's got Game Night, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Identity Theft, but he also has a thing with uh, Leo mm-hmm. with, with The Wolf of Wall Street, The Shutter Island, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, um, oh. Dave Hoffa. But don't forget, he's also in Men in Black Three, mm-hmm. and the one I keep bringing up, Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen it yet. He plays, I think, an undertaker. He plays the uh, the mortician yeah. in uh, that. Uh, now, that look. playing Jen is Jan Hooks. You know, we oh, we know her know. from Saturday Night Saturday Live, Night. but she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She she died in 2014. Yeah. I didn't know that. She yeah. seems too young. She was too young to yeah. pass away. She was in Coneheads. Yeah. I forgot about this movie. This was a um, a pretty. Pretty bad movie, but another oh. character of a Saturday Night Live spinoff, Jimmy Glick in La La oh, Wood. <laughs> good Lord. She, she was in one of my favorite football movies. Yeah. Wildcats. Oh, Goldie yeah. Hawn. Yeah, yeah. She was excellent. Yeah. And she was a regular on so, Third Rock from the Sun, yeah, the old of, television TV. series. Yeah. Designing Women, Third Rock. Yeah. So. She, was, she was really awesome. See, why was she in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Is there a crossover there between uh, Tim Burton and our next character? I think so. That would be uh, the Penguin's father, playing the Penguin's father, Paul Rubens, forever to be known as Pee-wee Herman. He's 70 years old now. That's hard to fathom. Can you believe that Pee Wee Herman is 70 years old? I'll tell you what. My my niece, who is a mother of three, grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse. She loved Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> you know, and there's the, she loved Globy. Globy was so, the uh, talking globe. <laughs> so before he, before he was Pee Wee Herman, yeah. he was in Christ Culture and Cinema's very first movie ever. The Blues Brothers. Yeah, he was. It's The Waiter. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. And... and a movie that got me banned from getting to select the movie when the Pops and Limers get together for watching movies. Uh-oh, what movie was that? Michael J. Fox's first ever Midnight Madness. Uh, I love it. 
Uh, I think it's great. And and my wife and the Limers told me I was never allowed to pick the movie again. So. Wow, it's really kind of sad. I have when, it on DVD if anybody yeah, wants but, to watch it. Let, but let's let's say this. You've shown them. You you have a podcast <laughs> That's right. about movies. And I'm going to do Midnight. No, we're not doing so Midnight Man. what do they know? So Paul Rubens, we know him so. obviously as Pee Wee. But, no. you know, he's in the television show now, The Connors, uh, and crossover again with tim burton nightmare before and christmas nightmare you know? before christmas we did just a few weeks back and he's done television with uh the blacklist oh yeah so, so did, did you have cheek and chong's next movie oh that's right and we should always end on a bad sequel oh gosh meatballs too oh <laughs> yeah we, everybody has that one bad sequel everybody has in. that they go so why does did we do this so let's well, get, it must have been right after he got himself in a little so, trouble so let's talk about the movie a little bit let's How, get into it is this a christmas movie so released in june wonderful cast kind of a, a quirky dark director in tim burton i'll it be is, coming it is set against christmas decorations snow and the like and we know the story of batman you know batman's parents are 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 killed in front of him and he uh, has more money than he could possibly imagine what to do with and more motivation for vengeance against those who hurt others and into the scene in this movie will enter the penguin being uh, promoted by one max shrek and, you know, he's trying to take, we'll call it what it is, the odd and making it mainstream. Uh, the Penguin was, uh, you know, he was a carnival sideshow freak, lives in the sewers under the city with penguins. It's a little weird. He even has a penguin boat, if you recall, in this movie. A little weird. Um, uh, he he kind of drools green stuff. He eats fish. I, it's not like cooked fish, like he bites into the fish kind of thing. That was wrong. That was he's weird. he's very dark. And meanwhile, you have Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer's character is Max Shrek's assistant. And basically, Max uh, kind of pushes her out of a window. And uh, the cats bring her back to life. And now she has this entirely different persona. And she's the Catwoman. And as the movie unfolds, it's really the Catwoman coming alongside Penguin, uh, working with Max Shrek to undo Batman. However, Batman has going for him all of his wonderful toys, as Joker says in the first one, and uh, is the, obviously the superhero, and Catwoman will kind of sidle over to his side. What makes this movie so unusual is the simple fact that Every one of these characters, Batman, Penguin, Catwoman, Max Shrek, these are the oddities of society. Not one of them would be what we would deem a regular or uh, normal fit into the world around them. While the rest of Gotham City is singing Christmas carols and awaiting Santa... Uh, they're all kind of doing battle in costumes with each other. Uh, I saw it written somewhere, Michael, that uh, Tim Burton does a kind of an interesting job of making freaks able to adapt to the norms of society. And when you look at the wealth mm. of Tim Burton movies, that really is kind of what it is. You know, Pee Wee Herman is kind of a freak. Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is. Uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is. Beetlejuice definitely is. Um, Corpse Bride. 
you know, even now, his latest, Wednesday. Sleepy Hollow. And that is very much the Wednesday, theme of Wednesday. No. The odd, the oddballs that don't fit into society, well, he makes them fit into society. Even look at his remakes with Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. You know, that is definitely Alice in Wonderland. That yeah. is That is really... Frankenweenie. That is kind of you're right. Uh, he he definitely connects. Could you could you really say Dumbo? Kind of well, doesn't fit in. Yes, because of, of his freak, giant ears. Right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, so it definitely goes his mo. So as we look at that, it reminds me of a, a kind of an obscure passage from the prophet Isaiah. The prophet says, "Let the outcasts of Moab sojourn among you." Be a shelter to them from the destroyer. When the oppressor is no more and the destruction has ceased and he who tramples underfoot has vanished from the land, then a throne will be established in steadfast love and on it will sit in faithfulness in the tent of David, one who judges and seeks justice and is swift to do righteousness. And I kind of apply that to this movie a little bit. Let the outcasts of Moab sojourn among you. These are all outcasts, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Struggling to fit in. Kind of struggling to fit in. They're kind of struggling to sojourn among the regular folks, so to speak. And, you know, in a very real way, it's Batman who's trying to bring stability to this city of uh, that is divided, this city that has these crazies running around. But he himself is... Oh, by the way, sort of an outcast. Outcast. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before. What is that fine line between the hero and the villain, and and what they're doing? It's purpose. Mm-hmm. It's it's having an understanding of purpose. I yeah. I've listened to the argument about the Karate Kid, who was the real villain, who was the real hero. You know, which side is it? And 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 it really comes down to what is the purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, look at it this way: that they are among us. Uh, we are among them. And the question is, how are they living? Are they living in harmony? Are they living in a sense of peace? Are they are they living in a world of acceptance? You know, uh, Prophet Jeremiah, another prophet who talks about this a little bit, uh, he says in chapter 49, it's verse 36, And I will bring upon Elam the four winds from the four quarters of heaven, and I will scatter them to all those winds, and there shall be no nation uh, to which those driven out of Elam shall not come. In other words, they're going to be everywhere. They're going to they're gonna be there. They're going to be everywhere. And in a real way, you know, we see this in Batman. You know, another one uh, that we see this with, which really this becomes the super theme of the movie, is X-Men. Yeah. Uh, the mutants versus those who are not mutant. And the struggle of uh, living in harmony and or peace with one another. Now, in this movie, Batman Returns, the Penguin cannot live in peace with... He finds more kinship with the penguins in the sewers under the city than the people up above. And he really doesn't want to feel a kinship with them. I think that's what makes the Catwoman such an intriguing, you know, pseudo-villain. Because there's a part of her that really does want to live with the people up above, really does, has that rom- on-again, off-again romantic tension with the Batman. Yeah, and they, they could have done a lot more to explore the whole Selena Kyle character, but yeah, yeah. it's a lot of characters and a, a lot of movie. It, it really is. So let me let me circle back now. 
So we're talking about this kind of freaks able to adapt into the norm of society, a Tim Burton MO. You know, we have these beloved and known characters of Batman, Penguin, Catwoman. I love the character of Max Shrek. I'm glad they brought him in because, hey, it's Christopher Walken and... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I have a fever, and the only cure is more cowbell. More cowbell. I love that. Yeah, so, sure. so you have these great characters. You have Gotham City, this animated city kind of come to life. He brings in the snow. He brings in the Christmas trees. He brings in the packages and the bows. We have all of it. But is it a Christmas movie? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, well, um... You know... It takes place at Christmas time. Yeah. But is there any part of the theme at all that has anything to do with I don't know. This is the toughest one yet. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go this route with this movie. Although not a Christmas movie, a movie worth watching during Christmas. Although not a movie that kind of embraces Christmas as an integral part of the story, Christmas in and of itself is there. It's a backdrop. If you're tired of the normal Christmas movies, if you're tired of watching a Christmas story for the umpteenth time on Christmas Day, maybe give Batman Returns a uh, a look see. A little, a little view. view. Enjoy the snow and the trees and go, although this has nothing to do with Christmas, it's there in the background. And if you haven't seen the first Batman with Michael Keaton, watch that one first. Yeah. yeah I think you'll enjoy Batman encourage. Returns more. I think you will, because I really do think Batman Returns is a worthy, worthy sequel. Although, we will say today, Batman Returns is not a Christmas movie. Would you agree, Michael? Yes. There you have it, folks. We have our first movie movie. that is not a Christmas movie, although Christmas is there in the movie. Now, let's talk about our question of the day. So how do you handle and or deal with folk around you that are not like you? That maybe by the, the realm of society are deemed odd, different, strange, or even the word freak. How are you accepting to that? How do you deal with that? What's going on in your heart and in your head? Point of clarification. Sure. Are you asking people what they think about the people around us who don't fit in and are odd, or when we are the person who is odd and doesn't fit in? You apply that (laughs) as you see fit. And it is Christmas after all, so we all have our odd little Christmas celebrations that are unique to each and every one of us. Now, having said all that, uh, consider leaving a rating or a review. Um, Whatever podcasting platform you're listening to, it does help other people find us. And you know what? Sometimes we can share the gift of Christmas with others. Consider sharing this podcast with uh, your friends. Let them uh, get a listen to what we're doing here. Now, if you haven't finished all your Christmas shopping, there's still time because ah, Amazon delivers the next day. Uh, You can order Christ Culture and Cinema, How Faith and Film Intersects the Book on Amazon. Now, next time. Next time we are going to a definitive 
Christmas movie. Definitely. We're going to one of your favorite Christmas movies. In fact... It is in my top three. Hold on. In fact, we had a shout out from a former member from the wilds of Alaska. Yeah, they left a long way. I don't know what we said. I mean, they're like living (laughs) on a cabin in the middle of nowhere. But they're strong. Hunting their food and catching their fish. Because they are a strong family. Strong family. Yeah, and that's why that is their last name. And they have requested this movie. Shout out to you, David. So I'll say it now. Next time, we're going to get aboard the Polar Express. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>